Fanfic Writers Craft is a podcast that discusses all things fanfiction with a focus on the art and science of writing for the enjoyment of fan communities. My name is Joe, aka Pebbly Sound, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. My co-host, Lani, writes online under the name Copper Dust. You'll meet her shortly. In this episode, we discuss the importance and process of choosing titles for fanfiction works. We talk about how titles often precede the fanfiction itself and debate the challenge of ensuring readers understand the full meaning of a title. We express our appreciation for certain title trends like using song lyrics and unconventional formatting and address the significance of compelling titles for attracting readers. We hope you enjoy, but for now, buckle up, get yourself a nice cup of tea and welcome to the Fanfic Writers Craft. Welcome to the Fanfic Writers Craft. This is Joe. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, Lani and I are here today. How are you, Lani? What's been up? I'm good. It's a beautiful day, 22 degrees and partly sunny, which means it's basically inside, outside. You can go outside and inside. It's the same temperature. <laughs> wow. Lovely. I'm in uh, the south of France with my mum's at the moment, so it's pretty much the same. It's actually like a lot warmer outside. Like it was 28 this like today, uh, which is not usual temperatures for September. This is global warming. Like it wasn't this bad a couple of weeks but like a few years ago. Uh, but anyway, I have been enjoying the weather and like, you know, enjoying the last days of having the pool open, although um, they are now closing it for October. So yeah, I'm uh yeah, no, everything's good. I'm dog sitting my love my mom my mom's dog. So yeah, all good. So today we decided that we're going to do something that's like a little bit more fun and low-key. We had quite a long episode at last time, so we wanted to do something a bit more light. And so we're going to talk about titles, uh, which is something that I think is often overlooked in terms of like how to pick the right title, how to handle, you know, choosing titles for fan fiction. Is that important for like having an audience and how do we think about them and how do we pick titles? So Lani, I was kind of wondering, like, do you have a method to pick titles? Because I think you're quite good at picking titles. Like, every time I've looked at your fix, I've always thought, like, oh, that's such a good title. So what's your preference and what's your method? There's a number of things I consider. This might surprise you, but one of the things I consider is, like, SEO results and searchability and how hard it's going to be if you search my title in combination with my username to find my story versus a thousand other things that are completely different. So I I try to use a title that is either a super rare word or a combination of at least two or more words. Um, because I find that if I just chose one word, then there's just even if you looked up copper dust, and then a one word title, you're still gonna find like a million things on the internet that are not my story. So I try to come up with some combination of words that when searched in conjunction with my username, like are going to come up with my story. Um, so I do think about that. And for that reason, I only use a one word title if it's like an incredibly rare title. So like my story storge, like that's a Greek word. If you looked up copper dust storge, like you're not going to find anything else, right? Whereas if I had called my story the scene between if I just called it like scenes, mm-hmm. and then you looked up copper dust scenes, I'm sure you would find a whole bunch of like home and 
home improvement resources. So that wouldn't work, right? So I definitely think about like SEO results and the fact that people are searching these. The other thing that I think of is like, it has to be long enough that it sounds unique, but short enough that people can remember Mm -hmm. how to say it without having to like memorize an entire sentence. And you know, there are some people who have done very long titles for with artistic effect intentionally. So for example, there's a story I really liked where the title of it is like an entire fake like APA citation as you would find it in like a textbook. But nobody can remember the full title of that story, including Rosa Louis, the person who wrote it. Like even when I asked her about that sh- story, like she didn't. Yeah, it's on my TBR. Yeah. I've, I have I know which one you're talking yeah. about because it's on my TBR and I've actually downloaded it on my Kindle now. So I'm like, it's it's going to be read soon. <laughs> yeah, and she's she wrote it and I spoke to her and she couldn't remember the whole title off the top of her head. But but like <laughs> when you read the story, like it's clear why she wanted to go with like a full citation. Um but yeah. it makes her story hard to search because people who recommend it to other people don't remember what it's called, right? Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I try to find something that is gonna be unique but not too long, and then it also has to reflect something in the story that is not super literal and obvious, but it should it should be something that when you start reading the story, you don't understand why it's called that, but by the time you finish the story, you understand. And I don't want it to be super literal and direct. Like if I had a if I had a story mm-hmm. and it was called Candy Store, it can't be about people who work in a candy store. And then I kind of I comb through the story to look for little phrases or things here or there that I could sort of yeah. pull from there. And my I look for something that it has like a direct literal meaning inside the text, but when you remove it from the context of that one sentence, it all it also has like a broader metaphorical meaning so i like a double or even triple entendre in the title where you can like look at it from different layers yeah i like that as well i'm fascinated by the fact that seo is something that you think about because it's not something that i considered because i i've i guess i'm always like oh that's not how people find fic do you know what i mean uh because obviously like people will find fic through like Mm -hmm. bookmarks or you know, through in smaller fandoms, like just the front page or whatever. So I do wonder, like, that's not really something that I would think about. Uh, but I also, yeah, like, I think, I think that's really clever, actually, because the number of times that even doing this podcast where, like, you'll reference a fic and I'm just like, okay, I need to find it because I put in the show notes. And sometimes, like, I have to go through your bookmarks to find it because I'm like typing, I'm like, <laughs> fanatically typing mm-hmm. into Google and trying to find it and it's not coming up. So like, I, I guess that is something that could be considered. Yeah, the way I pick my title. So historically, I think there's two phases of this. There's like pre-2021 and pre-2021, like from, I think from the moment I opened my AO3 account to 2021, I was very much... Uh, I, I loved one word titles. Like I was, I was, a, and I still am. Like I still think that if I ever was to write like serious mm-hmm. original fiction or whatever, I would probably pick a one word title or a two word title, but like a very, like a single concept as a title. Um, I just, because I think the shorter the title, the more layered it can be. Like, it's like, you know, if you, it, my for my previous long story was called Children. And there was so many layers to it being called Children. Like, yes, it was about, like, the main character's, like, relationship to motherhood and stuff. But it was about, like, so many different, like, 
things and growing up and coming of age and all that stuff that kind of was woven it into that title. And so I think when you, what I like about what I liked at the time about one word titles is that it allowed me to have that multi-layer um, kind of aspect to it, which sometimes like some of the layers were just known to me, <laughs> but I think, uh, but that, I think that was one of the things that I really loved about it. Um, and the reason why I gravitated towards it. And I think it was also at the beginning, I was kind of doing that, like not really intentionally. Cause again, I was like 19 or 20. So I wasn't really intentional about it. I was just picking titles and I was writing fics that were quite short as well. So I was just kind of picking titles. And then I had my beta at the time tell, tell me like, Oh, that's something I've noticed about your work. And that's something that actually you do quite well is like, at like picking one more titles. And I was like, okay, well, that can be my brand. <laughs> and so for a very long time, like I was very attached to one more titles and then. In 2020, so I, Castles is literally the last iteration of that phase. And then since then, I've been picking a lot of like longer titles, mostly song lyrics, although not necessarily all the time, but mostly song lyrics. And that's just because I was looking for a change. Like it wasn't really anything super intentional or thought out or I was like oh I don't like one word titles anymore it was just kind of like I was writing for I was changing fandoms and I was kind of like okay I want to do something different I want to see how it works doing titles in a different way and so I saw like you know you've always seen on 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 fan fiction like for years and years and years there's always people picking quotes like song lyrics as uh, titles and I was just kind of like okay well I might as well try that I do kind of always try and pick coming back to what you were saying even with song titles I always try and pick like something that's a bit unusual <laughs> or a bit like tangential in relation to the fic like of course it's related to the fic but it's not in your face like I'm not gonna take <laughs> no shade to Avril Lavigne but like you know I'm not gonna name a fic like complicated <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah, um, which I mean, partially be because the song "Complicated" is it's it's so perfect that how could anyone ever be out there trying to top that with a different yeah, artwork called exactly. "Complicated"? <laughs> exactly, like "Complicated" is like it, it, you know, but it, it exists. It exists for itself, but but it's also like you know, I'm not I'm not going to do that. So I do try and find like song like song lyrics or titles that are a little bit related but not too in your face either yeah so i think what we can agree on is we don't like stuff that's like too literal yeah because i find it's kind of like my friend and i used to have a joke about when you see like a restaurant that's called chinese restaurant because like something about a chinese restaurant being named chinese restaurant feels deeply wrong and i i feel the same way about you know there is like we know there's a real movie called love story but it's like so off-putting that the title of it is Love Story, right? But sometimes it works though. And I think when you look at like stuff like Love Story or Complicated, the thing is like sometimes these titles do work. Like even Love Story is a song by Taylor Swift as well, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, but it's because she mentions the phrase Love Story in the lyrics. Uh, okay. But I think, you know... I was, I was referencing the like 1970s movie, but... Right. 
But, but I think, you know, it's like, they do kind of work sometimes, those titles, you know, um, that are a little bit cliche or a little bit too in your face. But it's, I think it's really, really hard to pull off. Like, I think it gives you, it kind of gives you the ick when you see it. And then if it's recommended to you enough, you'll click on the fic. Like, that's my, if I saw a fic that was named complicated or love story or whatever, it would have to be recommended to me on a number of occasions for me to actually click on it because just of the title itself, I wouldn't click on it. I mean, but that's like anything where if it looked really unappealing, but then 80 people recommended it to you, eventually you'd be like, yeah. fine, I'll give it a try. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I think one thing that I, that is difficult with titles is that is the title part of the art or is the title something that you use to sell the art? And I say sell like loosely here mm-hmm. because if the title is part of the art, then you want it to be an artistic title. But if the title is what you're using to sell the art, then you want to choose whatever will be appealing to the most number of people. And I I think one luxury we have in fan fiction is Mm. that the writer gets to choose their own title because in the traditional publishing world, the writer almost never gets to choose their own title and is sometimes shocked and horrified by the Mm. awful title that their publisher makes them have. Um, And there are so many stories about authors who absolutely hate the title of their book or even hate the cover art. And that's why I think we're so lucky in fan fiction that we can title whatever we want. Yeah, no, definitely. And so I wonder, because I think this is something that's actually quite interesting, is do you pick a title after you've written the story, or do you pick the title first and then write the story? For me, it just depends on what story it is. It depends. I mean, very often... There's, there will be like maybe an initial, an idea, then it changes to a working title, which changes to another working title, which changes. And at the end, I finalize it. But it, it, I, I don't have one standard way of doing things for each story. Sometimes the story is kind of inspired by thinking of a title and then wanting to go make up a mm-hmm. story that matches that title. And other times the title is like the last thing that you really struggle to pick. But other times the title sort of comes about in a moment of sort of magic and synchronicity. Like, for example, with my story, Merry Men, I kind of wanted to reference the title of Mad Men because I thought it was really clever how the showrunner of Mad Men explained that the title Mad Men, it's a reference to like Madison Avenue men who used to be referred to colloquially as Mad Men. Like many worked on Madison Avenue, but of course, mad also means crazy. So it's also like a reference to the fact that their lives are falling apart but it also sounds like ad men so it's like a triple entendre title i really appreciated that and so i i came to the title merry men because the word merry is used sort of ironically in the song lyrics that i quote on on the first chapter where it refers to men being merry but it's clearly in a really ironic way because Mm -hmm. they're the opposite of merry and but then the synchronicity magic happened when long after i had chosen the title and already published at least one chapter of the story I was looking to name the main sort of fire base that they stay at, at like an important location in the story. And I wanted it to be named after a famous racehorse because the idea is that the person who picked the title of this fire base is like some colonel who made a lot of money on a racehorse and decided to name it after his racehorse. And so I looked through winning racehorses of the 1950s and early 60s, and I found that there was like a prize-winning racehorse whose, you know, racehorse name was Merriman, who really was like an early 60s prize-winning racehorse. And this was after I had committed to the title of the story and like published it. And I was like, wow, this is perfect. This is absolute synchronicity. Like, 
it's meant to be. And so I went with that. And now I've thought of even more things that are going to develop as the story goes on that, that are going to all tie back into that title of Merriman so that by the time you're finished the story, probably when I'm dead, um, it, there will be like many, many layers to it. Cause I have even more that I'm working on that is going to tie back into like, why is it called Merriman? Yeah. I think for me, I think for me, the title, most of the time I have the title before I have the fic, not always, but especially now when I have, when I'm doing song lyrics, it's, I will listen to a song and I'll be like, ooh, that would make a good fic. Like that would, that lyric would make a good fic title. And then I kind of build the title, like the fic off of that type of, of that title. Although a lot of the times, again, like it, it's only very tangentially related, but one of the one shots that I posted this year is a, a Louisville slugger to both headlights is obviously from uh, the song that has that lyric, but it's also like, so I, I was writing about an American character and I was like, this is so American. Like I was like, you know, it's like <laughs> such an American song and it's like such an American lyric. And obviously I was like, okay, well, and, and I, and I knew that lyric and I knew I wanted to use it for something. And I'd had it in my head for quite a while being like, oh, it would be, it would be a fun title to have for a fic. And then I was writing the Sheila Harry fic and I was like, ooh, Sheila's Amer she's American and she's like this very American person. And so I was like, oh, that is perfect. Like I was like, that is the perfect title. So I think that's how my fix kind of come about is, you know, or something like the Fault in Fault Manufacturing. I've always loved that song from uh, Jason Braz, which is Details in the Fabric. And I've always thought to myself, like, I just love that thing of like, being details in the fabric and the way that he woves the song into, into that kind of quote in the mid, in the, I think it's in the bridge. And I was just kind of like, and it was always in my head. And then I was writing, I started writing the Seamus fic and I started thinking about it. And I was like, Oh my God, that is such a good title for that particular fic because it will work on that particular fic. So I think I have this like, library of songs that I love and titles that I love and I get to pick them whenever I'm writing a fic that works with that uh, with that concept I think that's interesting you know I've been to Louisville Kentucky and I've been to the museum where they show you how they make the baseball bats mm. yeah that is that is maybe the most American line of a song yeah right short of the, the that 16 minute Bob Dylan one that he came out with in 2020 that's about the assassination of JFK <laughs> Maybe just short of that yeah, one. Yeah, no, definitely. And so, have you ever struggled in finding a title for certain stories, or do you find it easy, or is that something that you find quite hard? It depends on the story. If I start the story with a title idea already, then it doesn't get that hard. But sometimes I, I have a whole story idea, and I'm like, okay, I'll choose the title at the end, and then I get to the end, and it's really overwhelming. The scene between, I really struggled to find a title for. And I, oh, really? Because I love it. But I went through a number of different ideas before I finally landed on that. For a while, I was really stuck on the idea of calling it 1995. But then I was like, do I want it mm. to be like in numerals? Do I want to spell it out? Am I going to go uppercase? Am I going to go lowercase? Hyphen, no hyphen. <laughs> and I tried, you know, in my Word document, I tried like every variation on that. And finally, I was like, 
you don't like it because you don't like it, so move on. <laughs> like, like, it's not that you don't like it because it's in numerals or it's in letters. It's, it's that you don't like it. And so, yeah, that was hard. I had to go through the whole story looking for, like, a phrase that I could pull out and could expand that, that would make sense for the story. Um, and finally, I don't know how I got to the word scene, but I think it was because I was thinking of this idea of thresholds and how that story is really about sort of being on the threshold and like crossing certain thresholds and boundaries. But I did not mm. want to use the word threshold because it sounds to me, it has like medieval connotations and it, it didn't have the connotations I wanted. So I was like, what's another word for that? And then like, can I find one in the story? And I managed to land on. Um, a part of the story in one of the early chapters where I mentioned Harry in the hallway moving from the hallway to his bedroom and I, it mentions the scene between a hardwood flooring and carpet and then I was like that's a literal threshold that's being described there and so I took that and I thought about how if, when you hear the word the phrase the scene between yeah. out of context you're probably thinking about like fabric like like a pair of jeans and I, I liked the kind of denim connotation because it, it fit the time period yeah um and then I kind of worked with the rest of the story to sort of massage it in a few more mm -hmm. times so that it would feel sort of cohesive, like the whole story was meant to have that title. I I love that title. And I've told you this before, like we've talked about it, but it's I genuinely love that title. And I think for all the reasons that you've just mentioned and the fact that I think like when I was reading the story first, it didn't register with me. Like I think... It was obviously I found the scene between because it was recommended to me by other people. And so I didn't mm -hmm. really pay attention to the, to what title it is. You know, you just click a link and it's like, Oh, read yeah. this good fic. And you're like, you're not really paying attention. And then I remember I read the fic and I really loved it. And I came, like, I came back to it and like was looking at it and I was like, Oh my God, it's called the scene between. And I was like, this is brilliant because it's also like, it's also the, Lit, like in universe it's also the scene between the two books right it's like the kind of gap mm -hmm. between book four and book five and like that kind of th that kind of time period that we don't know about and it's just and I just and again like as you said it's it's also a story about like boundaries and and thresholds and all that stuff and I I just mm -hmm. I find that title absolutely brilliant but <laughs> Thank you. And and it's also kind of a reference to the fan lore of the early 2000s, where in between the fourth and fifth books, J.K. Rowling took like three years because she was going through some pretty severe writer's block. And as you can imagine, Order of the Phoenix was like not an easy book to write, and she was just getting really stuck. And so that period of time from 2000 to, from 2000 to 2003 became known as the three-year summer because it took like three years for her to come up with the mm -hmm. next book. And that story is set in the, like, in the fictional space in between those books that is yeah. also represented in the literal time gap that happened between their publication dates. Um, and so it, it kind of references that as well. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I remember it. So obviously I was quite young. I was like eight or something when book four came out. And I read one through four back to back because at the time, like, four was the, when I started reading I think I read one through three back to back and then four came out after I finished three, like four came out two months later or something. And then there was that mm -hmm. wait. And I remember like, it felt so long, like as a child, it felt so long, but my parents, like my mom was always like, Oh, stop going on about Harry Potter. Like it's fine. you know. <laughs> and in my head and 
So in my head, as I grew up as an adult, and obviously I wasn't in fandom, so all that lore and stuff I don't know about. And so as I grew up, I kind of forgot about it. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, like in my head, I, I was always like, oh yeah, there was this like bit of time between book four and book five that felt super long to me, but it probably wasn't. It was probably like a year or something. And then I remember like going back and looking at the dates, but like as an adult, like as a 20 something and being like, oh no, it was actually long. Like I wasn't making that shit up. <laughs> it was. Yeah. And developmentally, developmentally, when you're a kid that age, aging three years, like you're a different it person on the other so end of that. Long. And I was like, I remember having this conversation with my mom later being like, you were acting as though it wasn't long. It was long. It was three years. <laughs> Telling any kid that they have to wait for three years for a thing is like un an unbearable weight. I read I read book four so much that the pages fell off. Like the pages of the book fell off because I, I read it so much. Because I was reading it like over and over and over again for three years. Yeah, and it, it honestly spanned an entire um, an entire genre of fan fiction known for having been published in between those two books. The whole there's like yeah. an entire genre called like fifth year, where like it was people trying to fill that gap at that time, and uh, people don't really read it anymore because after the fifth book came out, our understanding of the characters and who they are and their characterization changed so much that it kind of became very hard to go back to those fics that were published before the fifth book. But that used to mm -hmm. be like a huge thing. Anyway, uh, yeah. just 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 some fun lore about the scene between. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think for me in terms of like finding titles challenging and stuff, I don't find it particularly challenging. There's a couple of fix where like the most recent one, uh, being a very short sort of ficlet that I published, which is like 800 words. And I had quite a hard time and I changed the titles, the title a couple of times on AO3, uh, cause I couldn't find one that I really like and I still don't really like it, but it's fine. Um, so sometimes it'll happen that I'm like, oh, I can't find a title for this. Usually it'll be like short one shots or, you know, ficlets or things on Tumblr that I then move to AO3 and I'm like, oh, I have to find a title for this and I don't know what the title is but in terms of like serious quote-unquote like serious fix like one shots that I actually spend quite a lot of time writing I tend to find the titles quite easily so I thought in terms of like kind of feeding the discussion I was wondering we've already talked about the scene between I suppose but I was wondering if there's any examples first of all from your fan fiction and from your work that you like in terms of titles and secondly anything from anybody else's work being like books or you know or fan fiction that you like and that you find inspiring yeah i mean i've some of these are like surprise surprise i'm going to mention the same fix that i loved for the eight bajillion time um but i i <laughs> how many times have i mentioned normal people <laughs> Okay, it's time to, it's time to do this all over again. I really <laughs> I really like the title of Desperado by Fluorescent Gray. At this point, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me talk about this fan fiction enough. But let me just say that Desperado fits all my criteria for a title. It's not like a very common overly used word. It's short and memorable. If you look up the meaning, it absolutely fits the the plot in a way that is both literal and non-literal on several levels it obvious it's like a spanish word that 
but you could still, as an English speaker, look at Desperado and infer what it means. I think it's a great title for what that book mm-hmm. is. Not book. Sorry. That was a Freudian slip. It's a fic, but really it is a book. Other titles. Uh, oh, this is, this is another story I've mentioned for the content of the story, but I also really like the title. If Death is a Doorway, I am Gate Seeker by Dwelling on Dreams. Um, I like it because it, this is a title that draws you in and makes you go, oh, what's that going to be about? It, it really makes me kind of, it posits this doorway and then asks, do you want to go through? And I'm like, yes, I do want to walk through. I want to see what's inside. So I think that's a great idea. This next one, this is a, a kind of a comedy drama story. And so I like that the title is kind of a comedy drama title, Bad Oracle. By we rebuilt the shadows here. I kind of like the combination of a sort of sophisticated word like oracle with such a simple word like bad. Like it's 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 kind of like a, a low high title, bad oracle, and it also sounds like a good band name and also like a good album name. So I like bad mm. oracle. I also like um, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, which is by the Divine Comedian. I like the story in general, but yeah. I also like that title which is a quote from Macbeth. And when you read the story, like they mentioned two characters are talking about Macbeth. So I like that. Um, and oh, I also like um, by Honey Wheeler, I like the story. And yes, I said, yes, I will. Yes. Or four weddings and a funeral. If it was me, I would probably take out the, um, the bracketed phrase or four weddings and a funeral. And I would just leave the, and yes, I said, yes, I will. Yes which is a quote, I think, from Ulysses at the very end of it. It's like a very romantic quote. It's like saying yes to a marriage proposal. I think that's the context. And um, I just, I really love that line from Joyce. And I also think it makes a great title, but I would take out the abbreviated phrase. In my own work, you know, I, I do, I like the process of choosing a title, even when it's hard. And a lot of my titles, like, there's a whole story behind why I chose it. Hush Lane Where the Holly Grows is one of those stories where I had a title first and then I had to come up with a story because Hush Lane is an actual lane that is right next to my friend's house that I would go to often. And so I would see the street name and go, that's a real street called Hush Lane. I'm like, that sounds like a lullaby, <laughs> not, a, not a street. And so I kind of wanted to take this phrase Hush Lane and it just sounded like a lullaby or a nursery rhyme. And so I built a story around that. If I had to retitle that story, I would probably just call it Hush Lane and not Hush Lane where the holly grows. Oh, I don't know. I like that. You like I Hush like Lane. the full title though. It does. It has the rhythm of a, of a nursery rhyme, which is kind of. Yeah, that's, yeah. And it's like, it's quiet. And because of what the story mm-hmm. is, like, I think it, it's, it's it sounds really like, well. a, like the, uh, the title of a book for a toddler, which is kind of, yeah, it's about a bedtime story. Which is very topical, yeah. I think um, for me, so in terms of my own work, I like this sounds silly, but I love castles. I love that. I love that I picked that title. I've spoken about it on Tumblr a while back because someone was asking me about uh, titles, and you know, especially I think they were especially referring to uh, the chapter titles as well. But I kind of said like castles is one of those where it's very layered because it's. You know, there's the literal castle, like obviously it's a post-war Harry Potter fix. So there's the literal castle that needs to rebuild. There's also like the rebuilding of the war of the world itself and that, you know, kind of like this metaphor of rebuilding castles. And there's a third castle at the end, which I can't talk about because that's spoilery, but there's another 
metaphorical-ish castle that gets uh, revealed at the end. And I think um, I just, I like the kind of layering of it. And I like that it's one word. And I like that it just, it works. And also, obviously, it's a reference to the song Castle by Eminem, uh, which kind of inspired the fake and inspired the first title of the chapter of the, t- the title of the first chapter. Um, and then all of the chapter titles are kind of a poem a little bit. Um, so they all kind of rhyme and yeah, I, I like, I like what I do, what I've done with Castle and the kind of theme around the chapter titles is that all of them contain reference to something that you can build a castle out of. Now, like, I've had to get more creative with these as time has gone because the fake was supposed to be five chapters. Now it's like going to be 24. So I've had to like Google building materials and like, being like, being like, okay, can I use caulk? Like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, like, are you getting to some ridiculous materials that are like, at first you were like, okay, stone, bricks, yeah. wood. And now, now you're at like, can you use like that expanding foam that you put into insulation? <laughs> yeah, so I've had like I've had some pretty funny ones. Because also they so because of the rhyme, they have to be only one syllable. So I've had to like go. I've had to go a bit metaphorical. Like there's one that's like out of silk, uh, which I guess like you could maybe build a castle out of silk. Like I don't know. Um, like so castle so there's, toy. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a few, there's a few of them. Let me pull it up. Uh, there's a few of them that are a little bit like far-fetched. Uh, yeah, there's like out of wood, out of bricks, out of straw, out of nails, out of glass, out of ice, out of clay, bronze, mold, silk, chalk, slate, brass, glue, gold, and ink. Ink is obviously a little bit like far-fetched. Um, but yeah, but I have enjoyed. Have you considered cheese? <laughs> well, see, I have not considered cheese. I that is a that is a good one that I might add for later on. Um, but yeah, it's been it's sometimes it sometimes has has been a struggle in picking those because obviously the constraints are like very. It has to be a building material. It has to be one syllable. So it's it's been quite hard. Uh, but I have enjoyed the work of it, and I have enjoyed kind of trying to find something that fit the chapter in spirits because obviously you know this is all very metaphorical mm-hmm. but but uh but yeah I've, I'm I'm quite proud and I do like the stuff that I've done with castles as a fake in terms of titles in terms of other people's work so in terms of books both again like both books I've mentioned before the incendiary by Chris Cleave is I love the title of that book I love first of all again that's a one more title and secondly, that it's such a strong word, like incendiary is, you know, it's, it's got a, obviously it's got a fire in it. And because it's about like a terrorist attack and a bomb that goes off and kind of like the consequences of that bomb going off for certain people and, and the way that the people who were there and who lost family members or whatever are coping. And there's also this fire in that book of like, 
wanting to survive and like survival and you know fighting against adversity and fighting against like hardships and the hard things that life can throw at you that I just I love that title so much and another one that I've like again how many times I've mentioned normal people but I love normal people I love the title of normal people it's not one word but it's two but it's one singular concept and I think it's so funny because these people are not normal people like I think that's kind of the funny thing about normal people is that I don't think it's not a literal title like they're both normal but they're also like absolutely not normal and the way that they live is not normal and so I think that to me is a very interesting uh, title to have and I think for thick my favorite title of a fic I've ever seen is Pompeii by or by the sea which is a fic that was written in the the fandom for the good wife and it's a fic first of all the fic is gorgeous um but it's also it's a fic about the breakdown of a marriage and I think the title Pompeii is just so clever because it evokes everything in one word yeah it's, it's like Titan- yeah. Titanic also. <laughs> um, and, you know, and it's like- obviously not literal because it's not a literal Pompeii, but it's like the breakdown of a marriage is just like that kind of, you know, breakdown of civilization kind of thing. And it's just like, it's so clever. And also at the time, although she'd never really mentioned it in the fic and it wasn't even like a quote at the start of the fic or whatever, but it was published at the same time where that song by Bastille was massive um, which was also called Pompeii and so I think a lot of people were thinking about that song when reading that fic and so it was like there was so many layers to it and it was so clever and also the fic was so good so I think I think those were kind of my favorite titles that I could think about off the top of my head. So Joe, do you think that the title matters that much for attracting readers? How much does it matter? I think it matters. I can only say for like my own anecdotal experience, but I think to me it matters a lot. Like I judge, I 100%, especially in the Potter fandom when there's so much on offer, I like definitely judge the fake by its title. Like if the title, because also you can, you kind of can, like sometimes like for bad fix you can kind of tell just from the title that it's not going to be good and i like i i definitely think like there's there's fix where i'm like again you know something there's i don't want to name any particular fix but there's definitely fix that people had to recommend to me multiple times before i accepted to read them just because i thought the title was a bit like easy or lazy you know i don't know about you yeah i mean i think i think a title matters in so much as a really bad title can instantly turn people off i think for me as a reader when it comes to uh deciding to read a work the title is actually probably less important to me than the summary obviously but also like the number of tags i see and the kind of tags i think i'm more easily put off by bad tagging than by a title just because I know people have a lot of different views on what a title should communicate. Like I've made risky title choices where I knew that my choice was going to be alienating some people enough that they wouldn't want to read the story, but I really wanted to do a certain thing. So I know like with my story, Lilac Falls, I really want, I really wanted the title to be stylized in hard angled letters that looked like they had been carved mm. into stone. 
which means I did not use typical keyboard characters. I used like, like keyboard symbols that resemble those letters. And I know that a lot of people are going to look at that and immediately make a whole lot of assumptions that are probably incorrect about the kind of content that's in that story. And I really thought about like, is this, am I killing this story by committing, mm-hmm. wanting these like stone letter looking keyboard symbols for the title? <laughs> like I, I thought about that a lot. And eventually I was like, let me just try this. I'm not going to do this for all my stories, but just for this one. And, um, you know, I'm sure it's done some damage, but like there is a summary there that's in normal text. So you should be able to read that. I think that I would encourage everybody to. Like, if there's a spelling mistake in the title, yeah, that's going to be a problem, except sometimes the the spelling mistake in a title is intentional because it's referencing something specific in the story, right? So, again, I would say, like, go easy on judging people's work on the titles immediately because you don't necessarily know until you read the story what that title is referencing. But I would also say the number one thing that is going to make your work very hard to recommend to other people is incredibly long titles that are hard to remember. Mm. Yeah, and I wonder, so I wonder on that topic, like, what what do we feel about trends, like title trends? Because I think you'd have to be blind not to see that there's a lot of, like, trending, like, kind of tropes in titles, especially in fan fiction, like the low the lowercase stuff and, like, the parentheses, like, between brackets stuff or, you know, like song lyrics or things and and obviously those trends do come and go like I think we've both been in fandom for long enough to see them come and go um so mm-hmm. like how do we feel about them and and what like do we like them do we have preferences that kind of thing I guess if you're gonna be quoting song lyrics can just just think about like do you think your readers know that song if they know it, do they like it? And if they don't know it, are you okay with the fact that they're not necessarily going to read that title in the voice that you imagine it, right? So if, if you're quoting a song that you know has a specific melody and rhythm and your readers don't know that song, they're not necessarily going to hear the title the way that you hear it. Conversely, if it's a, if it's one of those things where like everybody knows what you're referencing, some people are going to be immediately put off by the fact that you're like quoting a Taylor Swift song in a title or they have an association with that song that is different than the way you associate that song with that story. So I would just say, yeah. like, the song lyrics, look, I've done it, we've all done it, but, like, just think about the fact that when you make a reference, you're immediately splitting all potential readers into people who get the reference and people who don't get the reference, right? Yeah. What was that bon- a Bunny Ver song, Skinny Love? Do you remember? There's, like, there's in Skinny Love, there's this quote... That like I re- literally saw like thousands of effects being named that, which was like, was it? Oh yeah, poor little si- assault. We were never here. How many fix have I seen that were called poor little assault? We were never here. Like so many. I have not seen any, but you appear to so see many. many. Like around that time, it was like, and I do love that song. Like don't get me wrong, but there was so many fakes that I saw in different fandoms being named that, that I'm just like, I don't, like, I don't even know what fic I'm talking about. Like, I remember there was so many of them that I was like, it was like, oh, is this the one by X author or the one by X, by, by Y author? Like, it was, yeah, be a bit careful with that. But I think apart from that, like, 
I mean, I use song lyrics all the time. I, I do think Lanny's right in terms of you need to reappropriate them in terms of not thinking that it needs to sound like the song. I know that, for instance, when I listen to the title that of one of my things, like The Wolf's Just a Puppy and The Door's Double Locked, I've kind of reappropriated those words for the thick. Like, I don't hear the song they came from anymore. I just, it's the title of the thick and that's what it's in, that's what it is in my head. But because, yeah, I don't expect most people to recognize those words and to recognize that title. But yeah, apart from that, like, if you like brackets, do brackets. If you like lowercase, do lowercase. Like I'm doing lowercase at the moment. Again, we all go through phases. Like I went, I had my one word title phase. Now I have my like lowercase and brackets and song lyrics phase. And then maybe in like, I don't know, five years, I'll have a different phase that I'm going through. Like I think, I think it's okay. Yeah, definitely. I, I will say I've heard people in, we kind of have the same title issue happening in like the art world with titles of artworks. And I've definitely heard some people whisper sotto voce about how if they see personal pronouns like I or me in an artwork title, they're immediately walking away because it indicates a certain kind of work that they're <laughs> totally done with seeing. <laughs> so I, I would say like, I don't like to see personal pronouns, like personal or first or second person, like you, I, me. I, I, I tend not to like to see those in saw, in story titles unless there's a really good reason. And I was wondering in terms of symbolism, because that, um, that might be something that people struggle with. In terms of symbolism, when you, when you're working off a title where you know yourself that there is multiple layers to it and you have kind of worked on it and stuff, how do you cope with the fact that, you know, your readers might not get all of the layers like they might not understand everything that you're trying to say with the style you answer first i'd like to hear what you have to say i don't think i care like is that <laughs> is that gonna make me sound like a per like a bad person i don't think i care i like the idea that it's my secret like i think a lot of people now now the the reasons behind castles as a title has become more quote unquote like known because I have written about it I have been asked about it on Tumblr and I have answered those asks and but I know that you know the the people who follow me on Tumblr are just a small fraction of the people who read castles and a lot of people might not get the symbolism or or all the layers that I see to that title and I don't really mind like I'm I think they can kind of see whatever they want to see in it I don't really mind I don't think it needs to be exactly what is it like the the reader's interpretation can be the reader's interpretation and doesn't have to be exactly what is in my head but I do know that I, I kind of let go of works very easily like to me once something is published it's the reader's it's not mine anymore and so I'm happy with knowing my own reasons for titling a fic but if someone else has a different interpretation then that's theirs you know and I, I think they can both coexist and I don't I'm not upset by that. And I'm not upset by the fact that certain people might not understand certain things. I think if your fic gets popular enough, you might have people ask about it because they want to know. And they, I think there's a number of people who like knowing stuff from the writer because they feel like that's the correct 
interpretation of the correct way to see something. And so they're like, what does that title mean? And I want to know the real answer rather than my, rather than their own answer. But I think, I think your own answer is just as valid as to why a fake of mine is titled that way than mine is. Yeah, I think it's also like the liner notes phenomenon of like people who buy the album and then they want to read the liner notes notes and, and, and read the lyrics and they want to know like what was the inspiration for the song. And like, I'm one of those people too. Like if I really like a work of art that I want to know like the story behind why and how it was created and I am a sort of liner notes kind of person. But I think again, like yeah, a reader's interpretation is just as valid, if not more valid than mine. I like when people find things in my story that I didn't even know were there. So Definitely, it's always open to like reinterpretation, and there might be a meaning behind the title in there that you know I didn't even know was there, and, and a reader finds. Yeah. Uh, do you have any anything to add about titles? I would say go to One Look Dictionary because it's well, one one look dot com slash thesaurus. It's really good with coming up with words that are similar to or opposite from or have the same number of syllables or whatever as a word you're thinking of. So if you're ever like, I want a title that's like this word but not this word. Or this phrase, but also not that, then go to onelook.com slash thesaurus. It's mm. very helpful. Okay, that's great. Um, well, I think we're going to wrap up. So, uh, this was a very interesting discussion. I think we, we, we had fun, um, having it. Um, do you have any recommendations for us this week? Um, not at the moment. Just been rewatching Mad Men, to be honest. <laughs> I, I find it fascinating that you love Mad Men because you're such a Mad Men person and I don't understand why it didn't occur to me before that you would, that you would be into Mad Men because of course, now, now that you've mentioned it, I'm like, of course Lani likes Mad Men. It's, it's because before we met, I had already seen the whole thing. So I wasn't <laughs> talking about watching it because I had already seen the whole thing before we met. That's just, that's just yeah. what it is. I'm just like, and, and then you mentioned it last episode and I was like, of course Lani loves Mad Men. Of course she does. I was raised by Mad Men. Mad Men is my parents. Of course she does. Cause I was, I watched season one and I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> and I was like, never again. But of course you would like it because it has that like, setting thing and that slow pace and like that like i love the slow pace like i of get of course you'd love it <laughs> some people might find the pace slow but i was thinking the other day as i was watching i was like i love that they take the time to show betty like doing the laundry <laughs> like i love it i love that i love that they show stuff like that um yeah i'm going to recommend this was a, it was this was recommended to me i'm not into star wars at all so i'm going to preface this by being that this is the first star wars media that i'm ever exposed to but i was recommended andor um which is a series obviously part of the star wars universe but you can kind of watch it i think i at least i did without any prior knowledge of of Star Wars and it's a very good sort of political take on how a dystopia is sort of built and it, it, like kind of political things going on in a universe that's not ours but that is kind of reflecting ours and the sort of in and ins and outs of building a rebellion and the sort of realities that the people who live under authoritative regimes um, face. So I thought that was very good. Okay, well, thank you, Lani. Um, where can we find you online? I remain at copper-dust 
on both AO3 and Tumblr. And I am Heavily Send on AO3 and Tumblr. You can find the podcast if you have any feedback, suggestions, or t- questions for us um, at thefanficwriterscraft.tumblr.com. Our ask box is open. And if you want to help finance the podcast, we have a uh, Ko-fi, which you can find at co-fi.com forward slash thefanficwriterscraft. And this helps us pay for hosting fees. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.